Welcome to another episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast, where we focus on building better businesses. I believe in order to be the best leader that you can be, you must be willing to be the first follower and have a servant mentality when you're in a leadership position. If you want to be the best leader that you possibly can be, be sure to stay tuned and listen to industry leaders and hear how they built winning cultures in their own businesses. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday and Taylor Koo is back with us to share a couple of amazing resources that is that have motivated him through his journey. Taylor, welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for bringing me back. And you know what? I have to make note of this, too, just because everyone else like because I've run my show very similar uh, in terms of structure. I'm wearing the same exact thing from from Monday. And Don't tell people <laughs> our secret attached to the non-wardrobe change. Otherwise, we're going to make you put your sexy videos you talked about uh, on yeah, Monday's yeah, yeah. episode out there. The wardrobe changes. Oh, man. You're, you know, it's funny. I, I really I really enjoyed our conversation earlier. And um, we're kind of talking about those resources and the things that you've used to take lessons from, from books, from podcasts. And there are a couple of them that I, I think that we talked about that you, you want to give to like the, that younger generation, those people that are coming up that, that might not know what they're doing yet, don't know what they want to do yet. Maybe they haven't found that identity or they're trying to break out of that, those cultural limitations of being an engineer or a nurse. And, and these are a couple of things that you think you are, that you found pretty valuable and some lessons you learned. And I'd love to give the opportunity to the audience for you to just share those with us. Yeah. So, um, for one, like I'm a, I'm a huge reader, uh, and one of, and a lot of these resources are going to definitely be books, but one of the books that came into mind when we're talking about resources is atomic habits. So like for me, I definitely have this, um, this inclination to, go really, really hard 200% and then burn myself out and then take a little break and then go really, really hard again for another 200%. Um, but in the long term, that's not necessarily fruitful um, or beneficial to my journey or my physical body just because it can run you down. And so with that book, uh, it talks about, uh, there are two things that it really, that it really gains from that getting 1% better every single day, and then also controlling your environment. Um, and, you know, what they were talking about is, I mean, it's, you're going to see far more results if you just focus on the little things um, and being able to stack your habits from one to another and just focusing on just getting a little bit better versus um, trying to versus trying to solve everything just right at once. And then the second thing too, with controlling your environments, uh, and this was huge. I didn't really understand how much my environment made an impact on my personal lifestyle, but it made sense. So like if, if I had a lot of friends that, you know, were not trying to push themselves or not trying to succeed, like me trying to break out of, it would be extremely hard to break out out of that shell just because I have all these group of people that's kind of like weighing me down. Right. And same, you know, we could even bring the same example towards diets and, and, and food. Like if you are constantly surrounded by ice cream or cheeseburgers and it's just ex easily accessible, you have more of a likelihood to get those bad things. Um, so replacing your environment with 
really with a really good vibe, really good aura is, is extremely huge. Um, the other one, this is actually, it's, it's more of a sales book, but I've actually used it. Uh, not that I've used, I've used it as a tool to communicate to my parents, uh, but then also that to just like people in general. And this book is called Pitch Anything by Orrin Clough. And I mean, with, with Pitch Anything, it, it talks about how the brain processes information. Uh, and so like even whether you're talking with family members, engineers, at the end of the day, everybody really goes through the same thought process of first, can they trust you? And then you kind of break down and be able to really try and get your message across. So like if I were to go to my family and say, you know what, I'm going to be a professional dancer. I'm going to be a Jabberwocky because it's going to do this. The first, the first thought, at least for my parents, were like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't really trust this pathway. And I mean, it's extremely risky. And so trying to build that trust in the beginning first and then pitching that Jabberwocky message or that multifamily real estate message was huge, absolutely huge. And before we go too far past that, I actually want to hit on something you just mentioned where you're talking about pitch anything. And what's funny in, in the world in general, if you don't think you're in sales, you're wrong. You're always selling something, right? You're selling yourself, you're selling your ideas, you're selling communication, you're always selling something. So with pitch anything, it was talking, you were talking about kind of the psychology piece behind that, where you've been able to shift that away from just business into personal life. Has that increased and improved your delivery of communication, your reception of communication, and kind of overall just helped you develop that better, that piece of things better? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for saying like sales is absolutely everything. I mean, to, to coin Grant Cardone, if you want, like you rather sell, you sell it or be sold. <laughs> you know? and, and actually, I'm going to add a resource to pitch anything is never split the difference to um, by Chris Voss. Another amazing, amazing, amazing book um, talking about you know, at listening and, and practicing different techniques in order to, to figure out what that other person is thinking and find what he, what he coins as this black swan. Um, but, you know, to, to bring it back to your question about uh, how it has affected uh, my personal life and in my personal, even personal relationships, I mean, there isn't a day where I'm not Trying to give off a message, I guess is what you could just say. <laughs> I have no idea what your word you're looking for. Yeah, I don't know what it, I think I just made up a word right there. Um, just trying to get to it. Yeah, but just trying to give off um, a message, trying to get my message across um, in the way for the other person to understand. Because, I mean, if if the other person can't understand or or listen to you, then your message is mute. There's, there's absolutely no point to it. Um, and you know, especially within this generation, the younger generation, I feel like this is going to be absolutely huge just because communication has changed in so many different ways um, to where now, like even in the, even in the dating world, like trying to communicate via social media, all these different dating apps, um, it's just extremely different in trying to get your message across, like your tone, how you deliver it, and your pathway to that message it makes a huge point versus just replying to someone's story, sending an emoji. 
And I, and I like that. Uh, that's why I want to highlight that. I like that you kind of put that context out there because it's one of those in, in our generation and the younger generation, we don't know anything, but I mean, I'm, I know MySpace. I don't know if you remember good old MySpace, yeah. but um, <laughs> you know, it's MySpace. one of those that I grew up on that, right? I grew up on social media. We've kind of lost the art of communication. We've kind of lost the ability to develop rapport and relationships in person because it's something that's like not practiced anymore. So the fact that you're able to take those lessons from a book and apply them into your personal life outside of just that business aspect, I think is a great point to highlight because it's one of those that it's not just about self-development in the professional space. It's about self-development in the internal space as you create better communication, you create better ideas across getting your message and receiving a message from somebody. Right. And, you know, actually, I do want to touch on the points and, um, and this could be a hot take too. I don't necessarily think we lost the communication, but I think it has changed um, in how we communicate. Cause like, for example, right. When we're texting, I, and then you, you, you send a, maybe a risky message or something that could be um, perceived as something different, right? Then you see those three dots. Those three dots mean something. And then you don't see those three dots. Then now you know that they're thinking. So like in a way that's sort of like a different tone or like a different like way of hesitation. How many times have you pissed off your girlfriend? <laughs> and, uh, she deleted a bunch of messages. That's what it sounds like. No, 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 you no. Send no. that message to the girl that you didn't filter, and then all of a sudden the dot 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 disappears, and you're on the sofa. You can be honest. You can say you it. know it definitely has happened just like a couple times, but you know I think that was in the you know previous relationships or you know previous uh, days ventures because uh -huh. uh -huh. she listens to this you better cook her dinner all right you better make sure you take care of her after this yeah and no, absolutely but but you know i always make sure to to be able to communicate and actually talk because people can't see that tone i mean even even now like with it you know i have a little brother i have a little brother little cousins and there's so much value just based on a like or a follow um, and you know, maybe for like the people that are older listening to this, it, it might be a little bit more harder to comprehend, but like them liking three posts and then not liking three posts and then waiting for you to like three posts. That's like a form of communication saying like, I'm interested in you. And then like, Ooh, is he going to like three more posts? Oh, he's always looking at my story. Oh, is there uh, a reaction to my story, right? And I, now I know this is like definitely pertained to just that we're talking like the dating or just like building relationships and friendships, but we can even carry that across to um, when I'm talking with other passive investors or other real estate investors. Like we could maybe, maybe they don't share my posts that I, that I made for them for my podcast. And now I'm thinking like, oh, uh, Maybe they didn't really like it, or maybe they just think I'm unprofessional and all these different thoughts coming to come up into your head. And you, we sort of create this scenario without um, actually communicating just because now we're, we're picking up on different forms of communication. And I, I know we just kind of went on a rant about communication and this was the action items episode. Um, no, I mean, I think that's, that's exactly the action item we need, right? How to learn to communicate better. And obviously you're on that part of your journey where, you know, you're, you're learning it from a book, you're applying it in a podcast, you're applying it in learning and communication is so key. And I think, especially for this generation where like you're talking about social media has changed the game. DMs change the game attached to what you're capable of. If you can use it intelligently, like you're talking about, but also you have to understand 
those finer, finer subtleties. And that's even speaking to the older generation that didn't grow up with the stuff we grew up with. And I think that's a great point to learn. Um, if, if you're in that older generation, that more senior executive where social media is a huge value add in communication, if you know how to use it properly, which means finding somebody like yourself that is using it properly, would probably be a great lesson to learn from somebody of this generation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if, even with using it properly too, like it's, it's so easy to compare ourselves and compare ourselves to anybody out there in the world. Like we, I can compare myself to the most successful real estate investor right now. Like for example, I can compare myself to, to Kyle Marcotte, who's 21 years old that just closed on a 42 unit. And I'm thinking of myself, like I'm 26, what the heck am I doing with my life? And, you know, just to highlight and emphasize on using it as a tool and being able to kind of take yourself out of that social media lens and understanding your current situation and not trying to create a different scenario in your head um, that you are anything less than what this person is going through. Yeah, I think there's just amazing points and, and great things to be focusing on, great action steps to take. Go learn more about this. Go figure out how you can communicate more efficiently. I think that's exactly what we need in this day and age with remote work environments, with people that you might only talk to through Facebook Messenger or DMing somebody because that's that's a form of a text-based communication that we use now. And I think those are great tips, great ideas, great resources that you provided. And so I want to give the audience another opportunity to be able to reach out, follow you, find all this great content, your podcast, all these resources you're putting out on your website. Go and give the audience that opportunity to be able to hunt you down, my friend. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook at Taylor Koo. Instagram handles Taylor underscore Koo. Um, I mean, LinkedIn, Taylor Koo. Facebook, Taylor.Koo. Uh, website is InRhythmMultifamily.com. I love to just have a conversation with you. Whether you're trying to jump into real estate um, or you're trying to, you know, jump into a, a different business venture and you just have this idea and maybe you're feeling a little bit concerned about um, taking that leap of faith. Uh, I'd love to just talk with you. Let's, get, let's schedule a time. Let's schedule a time to call. Awesome. Taylor, you're the man. I appreciate your time, your wisdom at such a young age and everything you've provided the, the audience today, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for having me. I appreciate it, Zach. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does five to $10 million a year in revenue and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary, all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% in insurance costs, be sure to visit Night Protection LLC.